Hello and welcome to the Bearcast. Oh, come on! <laughs> that was our musical uh, introduction, courtesy of Mr. B. <laughs> He's embarrassed already when he started. We've been uh, 20 seconds in and already we've got some singing, that's great. Uh, my name's Richard, hello, welcome, welcome along. With me, as you just heard, is Mr. B. Uh, hello. <laughs> and Graben. Hello, hello. And today we're doing a Bearcast. There's a thing, I'm going to ask my panellists to guess. I think you're going to guess quite quickly. Trees. But... Yes, they're train beers, and this is uh, our first beer, which is uh, Wylam's Locomotion Number One Lager Beer. Locomotion Number One, yeah, it's a lager. Lager beer. Very mind, last time we were here, when uh, Andy and Jess were here, we had some fun opening the beers. They all looked, well, two of them exploded, but uh, this one's okay. All right, two exploded. Well, yeah. One, one exploded majorly, majorly, and the other one over the sink. That was the uh, vanilla and coriander wheat beer. Quite majorly. It's probably a pretty good thing to do. Actually. It's actually pretty it good. It was actually quite nice. I could have done with more than the two mm. <laughs> millimetres that I actually got. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, our first beer. This is Wylam Locomotion number one. Uh, Wylam was set up on a disused dairy on a farm near Heading on the Wall, which is in, near Newcastle, in May 2000 by two men called John and Robin. Uh, within three months, they started their first cask and they grew rapidly, winning awards and festivals around the UK. Uh, since then, they've bought a new plant in August 2006, and they've enjoyed continued growth, it says here. And mm. this is a lager. And we don't often have lagers, or when we do, we usually it's, start with them. But it's quite a beery lager, though. Yeah. It smells quite nice. It smells very malty, yeah. Mm. Mm. It's not like... Oh, made with vegan malt. Mm. It's not like um, standard lager. But I guess that's probably a good thing. Mm, mild. It's quite hoppy. What's oh, good? Is there not? What's the um? There's European lager. Is it Estrella? It's quite hoppy and lagery like this. The Spanish one. Mm. Quite watery though. Mm. Uh, made with lager malt and Vienna malts, lager yeast, and the famous Satz hop. Now, Satz is the um, German Austrian one that's uh, gives a kind of spicy taste to the beer. Mm. Um, it's continental beer is lager for three weeks. At Ten or one? Is that one. Oh, one, one, one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> to give that distinctive lager style and the flavour of a classic hop. Uh, now, uh, obviously, I, I'm not particularly a fan of trains. Uh, well, you might not know that, but I'm not particularly. But Does I was in. Rocket. Uh, no. Okay. No, it's a train. I was. <laughs> Sorry, that was this big show. I was in the uh, the bottle in York looking for uh, themes for podcast, and I saw two beers that were related to trains, and I thought, hmm. <laughs> Maybe I could stretch that, and I actually found two more. So here we go. This is our train cast. Yeah, one of the most tenuous uh, themes for a podcast for a while, but we have four quite different styles, so that should be good. Uh, of course, we do have the the classic porter being being the original railway beer, but that, that's to come later. Uh, um, that's called locomotion number one. That you say right to say the rocket. It's not actually the rocket. It was invented by the same person though. Um, the rocket was invented by uh, Stevenson. Yeah. I can't remember his first name. Well, Robert or George. George was the father. Robert was the son. All right. Uh, George Stevenson was born in Wylam, where this is from, just outside uh, Newcastle. He's called the father of the railways. He built the first public steam railway in, in the world, Stockton and Darlington. And one of his first trains was called Locomotion Number no. 1. That's a picture of it. 
Uh, they yeah, could obviously come in the snappy title for it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pathetic. <laughs> that hauled the first train to run on the world's first railway on the 27th of September, 1825, <clears throat> predating the rocket by four years. No, I did not know that. Well, I always tell you the rocket was the first one. But they do. Nonsense, isn't it? They do indeed, but they, they lie. They lie. Uh, locomotion number one was a pre- precursor. Anyway, let's have some more. It's not nice. No, it's all right. It's okay, but it's... it's it, the more I drink of it, the more I dislike it. Why is that? Is it sweet? Is it too no, bit it's, hoppy? Do it's quite hoppy. watery. It's getting what too. It's very, it is watery. It doesn't have any body at all. Yeah. Not no, that you'd I'm expect that in a lager. Yeah. No. It, maybe it's because it's not, it's not got additional carbonation of lager. It's, no, it's it becomes, not. It becomes a bit more watery. It's quite an unfizzy lager. I don't know. I, I tend to prefer kind of cla- cask lagers, flatter lagers, because like... Uh, What's the um, the lager that we drink a lot of? Shalin, right? Yeah. You get Shalin on cask, and it's it's really nice because it's not carbonated. It's True. Got that kind of cask effect yep. to it, which this does too. Um, and this has the the hops that make it kind of vaguely. It's, it's not totally spicy, but it does have a little hoppiness to it in the end. It's quite dry. Yes. For a lager, it's definitely not sweet, and I I was I would always go for the drier end of the spectrum. Mm. Yeah. Lagers. Anyway, Mr. B, you were telling us about your humbering. Uh, how's that going? You, you basically just repeat what you said to us. Badly. Right there. <laughs> okay. For our listener. I can't. I can't. I've got it in a cask. 20, 40, 40 pint cask. Mm-hmm. Cask, barrel. Cask and barrel. What are you brewing? One or two. Beer. Um, <clears throat> what, type, what type of beer? What type of beer? It is a hopped bitter. Yeah. Is that like um, the Cone Valley one? Yes. Right. Well done. Um, and it's okay. Um, but I can't pour it. I get in a pint glass. I get uh, a sliver about that size mm-hmm. for viewers about that size, mm. <laughs> um, and uh, the rest is is full, and I can't stop it. You said it knocked the glass out of your hand. It not the first time I turned the tap on. It came. It comes out so strong. It knocked a pint glass out of my hand, <laughs> and and about six pints went everywhere. That's like what happened to me in the in Morton. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I went all over my shoes. <laughs> Uh, and it's a disaster. And mm. uh, that was about two weeks ago, and Alison shouted at me today because she had to clean it up. <laughs> today? <laughs> well, like, I thought I'd got most of it. You but apparently, she opened the tumble dryer and there was like a pint of beer in the tumble dryer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. You don't, you don't use a tumble dryer. Mm. <laughs> Good job, she's understanding. <laughs> no, she, she wasn't happy. But uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't, can't drink it. What, why is this? What do you think? I, I really don't know. I. Uh, I'm sure I used the right amount of sugar. I did the same last time I did it, and I didn't finish it because we couldn't end up chucking all the way. You could yeah. saw the top of the, the cask. And we could take the out. lid off, but I'm not sure you could with the pressure on it. Mm. And the only way to get rid of some of the pressure is to tilt the barrel on its side, open the vent. Invent it. But then you let in nasty bacteria, and then you, you disturb it. So when you put it back, it takes another week to clear. Yeah. So it's, 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 if it's really as fizzy as as well, if you... You might open it, it might just go. I don't know place. if it's yeah, yeah. No, I don't know if it's fizzy either. The, the beer is just fizzy. Reaction. Oh, okay. It's not. Yeah. Okay, listener, if you know anything if about home brewing, knows anything about home brewing, Mr. Brew Home Brew help. Yep. Uh, please let me know. Could be the sugar. It could be bacteria. It could be. I don't. I don't know. Mm. But it's very disappointing. It is because you take six weeks to get the damn thing in the first place. Yeah. And then yeah, and we never got a chance it. to taste it. And then when you do drink it, it just gives you the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not all bad then. <laughs> 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 mm. 
Yeah, that's, that's never, me up in the morning. It's, <laughs> it's never good uh, byproduct of drinking. Uh, well, we've all been there. Uh, I mean the poo. <laughs> Sorry, bleep. No, you can swear. We can put the uh, the explicit tag on. Grant usually swears towards the end of it. Right? So. No, eventually, yeah. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I, I really don't mind this at all. Um, I would never see myself drinking this. I would never buy it. And I wouldn't drink this kind of style beer in a pub. And I don't know where it fits. There's, there's an inherent problem with bottled real lagers in that they're not that attractive to people. People who buy lagers just buy like, kind of piss lagers. And people who buy real ale buy ales. I mean, there are those things in the middle. There's good lagers. Yeah. They're still... More refreshing than this in a hot summer and a barbecue or something. Give me a Moretti or on a summer's day, something. Yeah, this is British, this is local, it's kind of craft brew, it's not Moretti, it's tenants. (laughs) Yeah, Carly, good old tenants. Um, no, I'm I'm gonna fight the corner of this one because it's not terrible. No, I know, but I mean, I I would definitely have this over any mass produced log, even a good one, like. Well, like the ones you mentioned. Bex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do like Bex. Um, well, that's the thing. This is not like, a, it's not Pilsnery. So, um, even though it's got Vienna malts and the sat tops. I thought it was quite Pilsnery. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. I just don't taste the Pilsner. <clears throat> I don't know. But, yeah. I don't taste nothing I've, anymore. Yeah, it's, it's just... come along for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> really great. I, I, I find it difficult to form any kind of opinion of it. Maybe that's why I don't, yeah, maybe that's what their problem is. Yeah, I mean, again, that's the thing with lagers, you, you don't have as much to, I guess that's why when we tried our lager podcast, we it never, wasn't that good, we though. never put it out because everyone was sat there saying, well, yeah, it's yeah, okay. It tastes, tastes like lager. <laughs> uh, yeah, so maybe there's that problem with uh, finding descriptive nouns to um, dis- describe. <clears throat> and yeah, to me, lager is barbecues or holidays. Oh, in Europe. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Or Australia. Mm-hmm. Alright, I think we'll wrap that one up then. That's uh, eight minutes. Uh, can we have some scores for Wylam Locomotion number one? Six. I thought you didn't like it. Uh, uh, it's, it's not. Six is respectable. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing with scores anymore. <laughs> I just make up a fucking number. <laughs> oh, six is a good score. No, no, I'm, 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 just, I'm just screwing you. Uh, six, I guess. <laughs> We do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give that seven and a half because uh, yeah, mm. uh, it's it's good. It's it's. I'd certainly drink that again, and I would certainly drink that in a in a situation other than a barbecue summer's day, Mister B scenario. Yeah, no, I would as well. Yeah, it tastes like a a lager that I know, fairly identical to it, and I think it's Australia, mm. but I'm not sure. Okay, that was our first bit. That was Wylam Locomotion number one. And when you come back, we will have our second bit in our train-related beer cast. Choo-choo beer. <laughs> Choo-choo. We should have some uh, train sound effects, but we had Craig in the locomotion before. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know Thomas, the tank engine song. Oh, you do, yes. Okay. We'll, we'll have some of that next time. We. Oh, yeah. Oh, you me hearties. Oh, you me hearties. All aboard the Beercast Express. Uh, this is our second beer as we, we chuff merrily out of the station with... Oh, uh, this is Richmond Station Ale. 
Not from America, as Craig was suggesting. It's from Richmond in... Not suggesting. Inquiring. Inquiring. Richmond in North Yorkshire. Uh, Craig, what's your favourite type of train? Uh, one that... I don't know. I've never thought about this before. No. Let me have a think. Okay. A Japanese bullet train. Oh, good answer. Yes, I've, not, I've not been to Japan, so... No, we should. Uh, yeah, when I was in Japan, uh, I went from... Uh, Tokyo to Osaka and you go and buy your ticket and you have to get a reservation you can't travel without a reservation uh, and you go on down to your ticket office and even trains that are leaving within three or four minutes you can buy a ticket for because they know they're not going to be late and uh, when you get your reservation you get uh, you get your seat in your carriage like you do over here but you also get a place on the platform to stand and you have to be there with it when the train says it's going to be there so you go up onto the platform and you stand there and there's like always a queue of people standing they have like a, a painted lane uh, intervals along the platform which is where the doors are going to be so you stand you line up behind the three or four people who are already there the train arrives on time stops the doors open and you walk straight in doors close and off it goes yeah, it stops for a minimal time a it's minute about, about two um, minutes the train's stationary for and if you know you're not on it you're not on it that's it and you have to get another reservation and it's just insane <laughs> it's so organised it, so it's got to be seen to be believed yeah wow the guy trains at New Creek Hall the guy more than once has let me Run up the the, the hill, mm. and as I get there, closes the doors. That's just you, though, Craig. Man. Yeah, first here comes Craig again. Oh, there he is, <laughs> chuckling at me. Oh, anyway, this is uh, Richmond Brewing Company's Richmond Station Ale, um, from brewed by an, another brewery started by two men called Andy and Richard, uh, who used to work for Tenants. Ooh. High hopes for this Yay. then. Yeah, between them, they have 44 years of brewing experience. They've worked for Theakston, John Smith, Webster's Tenants, all kinds of breweries. Uh, and they decided to open a brewery themselves in a place called The Station, which is a tourist attraction attraction, attraction in Richmond. Uh, they've got a small brewing plant there, and they provide bottled and cascades. Hmm. All over Yorkshire. Smell it. It um, it's really smell. hard to smell. This it smells really fruity. Now, this is only 4% this one. Yeah. yeah, I have to put my hands around it to smell it because it's very oh, faint. It smells like, yeah, faint fruit juice. Mm. Yeah, grape juice. It's, it's got a really classy bottle. It almost looks like a wine bottle. Yeah. It does. It looks like a Lindemann's bottle. Yeah. I, I was in, in the bottle in York, the bottle shop where I got these, and they had a full range of all their beers, and they all look the same. They're all slightly different colours, and they've all got a different drawing on the top. Craig likes it. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone tried it yet? <laughs> no. no, I'm waiting... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It kind of tastes like apple juice that's gone bad. And smoky for some reason. Mm. It says it's brewed with the finest hedgerow hops, right? Hedgehogs. <laughs> the finest English hedgehogs. Oh, that's what I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah, but let's see what kind of hops. Can you still get hops in the hedgerows in Britain? Surely not. Quite that difficult to believe. Yeah. Let alone to produce oh. a commercial beer. Oh, no, they see now you were saying that last lager tasted like something you remember. This smells like something I remember. Now, what beer smell like this? My it smells really apple-y, actually. What is it? It's, yeah, it's grapey, grapey, apple-y. Yeah, sort of the sharp fruit. Mm. It, sm- it smells kind of like a, uh, like a Belgian sour ale. It's got that kind of... Yes, um, it does. That kind of uh, yeasty, that, that kind of tart yeastiness where the yeast has gone over. I don't know, managed to make it taste of almost nothing. Except a kind of smoky unpleasantness in the back <laughs> yeah. of your tongue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, horrible. It's like totally un- nobody at all. Hmm. I-, I don't know if that is. Is this indeed? 
Is this supposed to taste like this? Well, they say it's a light golden coloured bitter brewed using crystal malts with English edgerow Let's take these off. It is indeed golden. Fruity crispy. No. I surely didn't pick, like, I don't know, dandelions instead of hops. Next word, brewed. No. Using the... I dispute that. Extracted from something. Using the finest malt and hedgehogs. Yeah, how would you manage to make your beer taste not much? It's no, it tastes not too bad. Yours, that's yeah, it's quite. Mine is mm. No, it's pretty clear. This is this came out the bottom of the yeah, bottle. Yeah, maybe got the, the bottom bit, but uh, it's not bottle conditioned, but it's still cloudy, which is I, fine. I don't, I don't get it. If this was in a fancy bottle from Belgium, you would kind of go, hmm, hmm maybe it's maybe it's something, but when it's yes, it tastes like a lambic. I don't know if that was designed. I don't, I'm assuming they don't do that kind of thing. But, I know, it's, just, it's such an underpowered beer. This isn't to English tastes, this. Not a bitter. I, I don't no, know. It's not, not the dry. northeast. It's one of these tastes where you're kind of questioning whether it's right or not. Yeah. This, this bottle, it's, but it, it doesn't taste overpowering. There's no kind of skunky flavours to it. It just tastes very smoky. And... Bitter. And very bitter. It says best before ninth twenty ten. But then it, it must be a golden golden ale. Mm. Yes. Well like a golden bitter. <clears throat> I know what you mean, it just doesn't taste quite right. Mm. It's like it's, it's surely it's not supposed to taste this way, you'd think. It does say in the back here, take to bottle bank and possibly they mean before opening. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Richmond is a market town in North Yorkshire on the edge of the Yorkshire Dales National Park. It has a population of 9,000 and is a popular tourist destination. Founded in 1071 by a Breton called Alan Rufus, a land granted by William the Conqueror. It was named after Richemont in Normandy. Famed for its ghosts, apparently, including the Richmond Drummer Boy ghost. Keep you awake at night, does he? Uh, 200 years ago, some soldiers found an entrance to a tunnel near the Castle Keep in Richmond. They couldn't fit into the tunnel to investigate, so they sent in the smallest person they found, who was the drummer boy. He was asked to walk along the tunnel and beat his drum so that above ground the soldiers could follow the noise and see where it went. They did this for three miles, apparently, before the sound stopped unexpectedly. This was never explained, and the boy was never found. Today a stone marks the spot where the noise stopped. More confusingly, the entrance can also not be found. Today schools celebrate this local legend with children marching through the town annually beating drums. Legend has that says that on cold nights you can still hear the sound of the drummer boy. Fair enough. Convenient that the entrance <laughs> can't be found. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. I'm sorry, look, Kevin, we, we lost him. <laughs> uh, we can't find the tunnel either. Yeah. So. <laughs> what sorry, are the odds? Sorry, Mrs. Kevin, never mind. Uh, it's, it's his drum. <laughs> yeah. Some, some, something dodgy went on there, I think. Yeah, something dodgy going on here as well. If you I don't like this. I'm not sure whether to finish it or not. And you spent two pound ten on it as well. I did. Uh, yeah, I could reimburse you, but well, no, wait a minute. You spent two pound sixty-five. Bleeding neck. Yeah, they're not cheap. The uh, no. the bottle beers. But then this is a this is a very small micro. Is it? Yeah, I mean they've got a really small brewery. Um, I didn't. Uh, well, six one six thing, barrel right? micro. Maybe all that maybe all that time working at tenants is warped. Sense of what good is. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I can still taste it. So how can you brew that and then taste it and go, hmm, yeah, we'll put that in a bottle and sell it. <laughs> no, it's it's, uh, it's beer chardonnay. Mm. If mm. you drink smokiness chardonnay, that's, you get that weird, horrible tannin-y, is it not tannin-y? Um, sweetie kind of. Yeah, sweetie 
bittery, okay taste in the back of your mouth, and that's yeah. what this does. Yeah, he tried me. I'm really, uh, I'm really struggling to think whether that is how they intended it because first off, you get this real uh, bitter oakiness, and then that immediately disappears, and you just get nothing. There's like a flat nothingness after it, and then the oakiness comes back at yeah. the end, and it yeah. sticks with you. Yeah, on the back of it. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, it's beery chardonnay. Don't like it. If, it. if it is intended, then it's not pleasant, and if it wasn't intended, then it's no, still not pleasant. <laughs> no, but it's maybe not their fault. But no. there's no way of knowing. It's, it, it doesn't taste off though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't smell of eggs or. That is that is the thing. It does not taste bad. It just tastes strange, and I don't know whether it's deliberately strange or unfortunately strange. There's no hint at its strangeness. No, I thought it'd be a nice bottle of bitter. That's why I picked it up because look, mm. last time the bitter won out in our. Yeah. Yeah, different styles, and I was hoping for something similar, but uh, clearly I don't think this one's going to win it today. Maybe some of the famous ghosts are taking the piss. Little <laughs> <laughs> drummer boy. Yeah, mucking about. Well, that's there uh, nine minutes, so I, I'm assuming we're not going to get much further this. So maybe we should score again. I, I guess we could put an asterisk by the scores to whether it's going to stand up, given that it might not be hundred uh, percent. But we'll give it a score anyway, and. Uh, I will apologise to Mr. Richmond if that's the case. Uh, Craig. Two. Two. Harsh. All right, if you swirl that around first as well, it's even worse. <laughs> it makes it even worse, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say four, and that's been generous. Yeah, I'm going to give that a three. Um, I, just, I just don't think that's right. I mean, it doesn't taste right. It's not not right in the concept. The concept is right. Hmm. Not for me. Okay, uh, that was Richmond Station Hill. That's very unfortunate. And uh, we will now go on to our third beer, which hopefully will uh, bring a, a nicer train in, interview. I was trying to think of a train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A nicer We're train will rumble into the station. If that failing that, we'll go and get Kansas Stella from the buffet. <laughs> and, uh, that'll do us instead. <laughs> mm, nuts. Mm-hmm. Russell, Russell. Okay, uh, welcome aboard. I said that last time. I'm going to say it, <laughs> I'll say it again. Can we have a choo choo? Choo choo! Thank you. This is our third railway beer, and it is. Uh, A4 Amber Ale. Yep. The taste from a golden age. Indeed. Uh, actually, we were just talking off air. Uh, Craig's uh, son, Ethan, uh, he's big into trains, isn't he? Yes. He's 24. He's cars. He's 24, <laughs> yep. Uh, he's 21 months. 21 months old, and he, and he, he loves his trains. Loves his trains and his cars. Uh, that's, that's why Craig was quoting Thomas the Tank Engine before, not because he's a secret fan himself. I was quoting Tom. Well, you mentioned him. Oh yeah, okay. I don't. I wasn't like quoting from you know directly from. Speeches made or anything. Fat controller said this. He's <laughs> not the fat controller anymore, isn't he? No, it's no. Not, he's, he's not. Pro- I think he's got a name. <laughs> it's not politically correct. Calling. Call him fat. Oh, of course. Yeah. He's the morbidly obese. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> high BMI controller. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, anyway, so this is uh, a Wold Top A4 Amber Ale. Uh, this was brought out to celebrate the A4 train festival on the North Yorkshire Moor Railway. That's why it's called A4. Right, what's A4? Uh, I don't know why the, the train festival is called A4. Is that where the paper came from? Yes. Paper size. All the trains are made out of paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, this is, this is, they brought this out in 2007. The Wold Top Brewery, they come from Wold Newton near Driffield in East Yorkshire. That was set up by two families, the Mellows and the Greys. Now, they, they grew barley for a lot of time on their farms and decided they would use the barley to make beer rather than just sell it to other people. So they set up a microbrewery and bought a local pub called the Falling Stone. 
uh, as an outlet for their beers, and they call themselves Waltop. Well done, Richard. You found a tasty beer. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> thank God for that. My third attempt. Yeah, smells like a proper beer. Tasting fruity and light with a dry finish, it's made from a combination of Maris Otter Malt with Golding, Styrian, and Cascade Hops. So it'll be uh, a bit great. It is indeed. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's good. That looks like um, this again. Cloudy, kind of strange juice. Yeah, they're all quite juicy actually. Mm. Apple juicy. Yeah, oh, yeah that's very fruity. Yeah, that's oh, lovely. It's good, isn't it? Doesn't taste like an amber ale you'd expect. It's not not dark and it's not kind of. It's light. Yeah, it's very light on the palate. But it's it's really good. It's one of the most fruity smelling beers. Mm. Apricotty, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Grant, you've just come back from Italy. I have, yes. You have a brewing pamphlet, which I have here. <laughs> Indeed, I do. Yeah. I actually managed to find a brew pub in mm. Florence, which uh, I was quite impressed about. Called Mosto Dolce. Dolce. Mosto Dolce. Verifico artigianale. Uh, yeah, they've got their own brewer. Is it Dolce? It doesn't have a... Mosto Dolce. I thought Dolce is always... Is it? I don't know. Anyway, what, what did you have there? Uh, I had a couple of their beers, actually. Um, their version of an American pale ale, which is very hoppy mm-hmm. and 7% so you'd be a crazy fool to have any more than half a litre of that nice uh, another one that was the most honeyish beer I've ever had to mm. the extent where actually by the end of like a quarter of a pint I was like oh dear um, another brownie ale thing which is very nice and the kind of pilsnery thing oh, cool. not on the same night actually but <laughs> uh, but uh, they brew them strong there like 6-7% a lot of them yeah they also did a bitter <laughs> which I didn't get a chance to try because he didn't have one sadly and a porter <laughs> so wow. interestingly enough uh, yeah you, know, you just don't think of Italy when you think of craft brewing but they've got yeah. a really big and growing mm. brewing market well this place is very much based on a kind of North American-y model because they do kind of American style bar food as well yeah it's quite a hangout for the American students in Florence but mm-hmm. uh, they're really obviously the whoever the head beer guy is he's done his homework in presumably the States yeah. maybe Britain as well yeah. he knows he knows just what he's doing yeah you won't get many artisanal Italian brewers brewing a bitter unless they've studied <laughs> overseas yeah. I don't think well no. I mean excuse me I don't know what is the Italian beer style what would you think what would you say? traditionally I have yeah. no idea I guess it's lagers it's, yeah it's they, lager, sure, pretty sure. Much, they just mostly drink wine I think and then <clears> maybe a, maybe a Moretti yeah but you're right in saying yeah there's a there is a, a growing industry of uh, microbrewers in mm. Italy. I suppose it'd be difficult to find unless you actually travelled around for them. So it's here they do a saison with pink peppercorns and orange peel. Mm. Interesting. And Granny yeah. Granny del Paradiso. Didn't have that one on. No. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Well, if I'm interesting place. Florence, if you're in yeah, Florence, so. yeah, have a look. That's quite interesting. I ever tell you about the strangest place I've ever seen a microbrewery? No. Havana. Ah. Big microbrewery in the middle of Havana, run by people from Europe, mm-hmm. came over to work in Havana, which doesn't quite make sense when they mm. get paid no money and and you know it's a state operated thing. And yeah, and, but so still, it was very good. They're providing an alternative to tropical rum, cristal, cristal. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That was it. That's it. Cristal and Bracanero. Mm. Did you try any of the microbrew stuff? Yeah. 
was it good? It was very good. Yeah, nice. Very European. But you just announced that you were you're heading off around Europe in a number of cities in a number of weeks. Eight cities in eight weeks. Lucky my, my. bugger. Check that out. Yeah. Stockholm next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Stockholm, Paris, Hanover, Palma. But that's Mallorca. That's going to be proud of, is it? Mm. Maybe. It's the end of June. Bit of sun, yeah. Uh, um, Brussels. Blackpool. Luton. <laughs> Luton. Luton. <laughs> good at Luton. <laughs> good. Nice. Well, I have some pubs in Luton. Yeah. Well, that's uh, good. Uh, as you know, we, we went to Stockholm on the Beercast, so you can uh, check the Beercast.com for yes. any Stockholm related beer info. And we'll do. Search tags, Swedish beer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to put in plugs People, like, well, you don't read it you know, it's, not like, no, it's not on the radio show you don't need to sneak in a plug oh, I can just say right, it comes to the big yeah, yeah, yeah. this true. is your show you mm. can do what you want mm. no I was mentioning you might like to read the, read the, read the oh, right. no, I can't remember that <laughs> <laughs> why break the habit of a life thing yeah, I read true. it I just don't must it <laughs> anyway so what do you think about this Craig uh, I like it it's for tasty him? <clears throat> You're a fan of amber beers anyway, in general. Yeah. But this doesn't taste like a normal amber beer. No. It's fruity. But it's very fruity and very refreshing and nice and hoppy and. Yeah, it's top. It's good. It tastes of um, elderflower. Mm. It's got that kind of hedgerowy taste, which the other one didn't. Mm. Yeah, that's and a good point, actually. Yeah. There's a big fruit aftertaste. Um, um, I can't pick that fruit exactly, but. Yeah, it's, apricot. Yeah, maybe it's apricot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's again. It's it's not got a huge amount of body to it mm. for me. No, it doesn't but suffer for it for no, compared to the lager. Mix up in taste. Yeah, now this one's four point four percent, which is uh, I think the strongest of the. Oh no, the lager was five. Right. Yeah. Mm. So none, none of these are particularly strong, obviously, because they're they're British. They're not going to be uh, unless they do punishing. All these actually celebration ales. Um, the the next one is a limited edition. This one's a limited edition. And I think the lager is too. They're, they're quite rare, these bits. Uh, as I say, this was brought out just to celebrate a train festival in 2007. Uh, I believe, though, it was quite popular. They decided to make it on their regular bits. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I don't know how... Again, I've never seen any of these bits before. We just, I got them when I was in York the other weekend. Uh, picked them up. Uh, Driffield is a town in the East Riding of Yorkshire with a population of 12,000, the capital of the Wolds. What's the Wolds? The Wolds is a series of small hills uh, between York and Beverly and Bridlington. Does does that sound as dull as that sound? (laughs) A A series of small hills? What? (laughs) Driffield, Driffield is famous for scrambling. Uh, this, this age-old no, it doesn't involve eggs either. The age-old tradition of scrambling is unique to Driffield, as its origins in the 18th century. The event takes place two days into the new year, when children walk through the main street shouting ancient rhymes to shopkeepers in return for money. There you go. <laughs> 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 I'm going to refrain from making any comment. Drink my beer. We'll be tight. Uh, I know uh, Mr. B grew up shouting rhymes at shopkeepers but as, uh, from, the, from the window of his Capri when he was, uh, yeah. driving down Argyle High Street. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't get any money. No, no. So I'm still confused. Sorry, there's a name for an area because it has small hills. Yeah, this is called the Bolds, yeah. It's like the Downs or the Uplands or it's just a name for a, a small area of hills. Whatever. It's not, not quite as high as the Moors. The Moors. 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 
Uh, but it's kind of rolling, bumbling kind of hills called the Yorkshire Wolds. <laughs> you, what are you laughing about? I say Wolds. What's funny? About? Is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. It is. So, uh, yeah. It's really easy. It's, it's, it's your delivery. It's great. It is. My delivery is always good. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, we should start scrambling in uh, in Edinburgh and see what kind I don't, of. Uh, don't think you'd last long. It sounds like extortion to me. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd probably get busted for long if you tried that. Unless your children, maybe they, they let the kids off. It's the Wolds where that. Heartbeat was was filmed. Uh, no, that was the Moors, wasn't it? I do. I got forced to watch it when I was a child. Did you? Heartbeat, <laughs> the way your body comes apart. <laughs> right, bees. What? What's the music? I, I don't know. No, that's not the right word. <clears throat> oh. Okay, let's score this. Uh, <laughs> this is A4 and Bale. Uh, Mr. B, can I have a score out of 10, please, for A4 and Bale? be a nice 8. Good because it tastes good. Uh, group N. Uh, seven. That's a point taken off for hearing about the wolves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the sheer crapness of the wolves. <laughs> Are you punishing me for that night? <laughs> no, the beer. For them, all right. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I'm going to give that. Hmm. Now I see. I gave the lager seven and a half. Now, do I like that as much so as you the overscored lager? it? You see? No, I didn't. No, I really like that lager. So I'm going to give that a seven and a half. All right. So I like that just as much. Fairly. I like its fruitiness. It's very, it is refreshing. Uh, and it's, it's, it is genuinely interesting, which is nice. Uh, okay, well, when you come back, we'll have our final beer, which is the most distinctive railway style of beer. I've already mentioned what it was, so uh, you might not be surprised. <laughs> but you may be surprised because I've got a whole sheet full of train facts. Hey! <laughs> hey! Mr. B said that and he didn't look pleased. <laughs> I, I like facts. Fuck him, it's my podcast. <clears throat> I like facts. I like. I don't like trains. What's wrong? With well, trains? no trains are okay. Nothing wrong with trains. Yeah, new trains. They're boring. There's nothing wrong with old new trains. trains. If you're old old trains. trains, old trains are cool. So if I see something stupid, <laughs> it's it it. saved at oh, the start. <laughs> if you see something stupid, then no, it, it gets deleted. <laughs> but then I'm the editor, so I have that control. <laughs> I did think about it for our 50th podcast upcoming just have a whole podcast of all the funny bits at the end of all the podcasts edit them all together and put it out as a podcast <laughs> and it, it, it'll be mostly Craig going what is going on here etc my favourite one was after you broke my glass and I, I got slightly upset but I didn't we were... do nothing I didn't do nothing <laughs> that was so funny Oh, Slightly upset, but uh, uh, anyway, that's don't remind me. I, I'm over that now, so <laughs> yeah. don't re-drink old wounds. I, I've got new glasses. Uh, okay, this is our final station railway-related beer, and it is. Ah, uh, it's a Dent Porter. Dent Porter. Porter. With, uh, as Craig said, the most train-related label yet. It's got the fat controller on the, the fat front. Controller. Or the BMI challenge. Actually, there's no trains on it. No, there's not actually, but just the station. Well, he is the porter. He's not a train. Oh, oh, it's a play on words. He's a porter, is he? No, but he is a porter, so it's not a play on words. But, but, but is this is this not a porter? Yeah, I think Richard will explain all. I'm confused. <laughs> Do you not know about porters? No, I don't. No, Ruben does. Uh, yeah, it was the, originally you had stouts, classic English style of brewing, uh-huh. and the men who carried bags around in stations wanted a beer to drink and they watered down stouts and that became a porter and so brewers brewed porters and they decided to call it name it after the the gents who, who asked for it that's that's yeah. a potted history of the porter but it's along those lines there you go 
So porter used to be, I, I can never remember whether it was slightly weaker or slightly stronger than a stout, but it's different to a stout, and it was originally drunk by railway porters. Ah, I did not know that. Well, there you go. He's too fat to be a porter, though. Yeah, he couldn't carry much, I don't think. Yeah. yeah he'd be struggling. Uh, this is from the Dent Brewery. Now, we had a Dent beer last time, actually. In fact, the Dent beer won. We had Dent Kamikaze, their sheep-related uh, beer. And this is from the same brewery, from Dentdale in Cumbria. But as we all know, it's the part of Cumbria that's in the Yorkshire Dales. Ooh, coffee. Uh, this is only 3.8%, so it's not a strong one. Yeah, it's very mild. Oh, that's a smell. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly that's a smell. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. It's oh, a fact. Lovely. I'll go facts, Scott. Uh, uh, 11,050 feet <coughs> Dent Station is the highest uh, in England uh, uh, No <coughs> What? 1,150 feet <laughs> <laughs> That is high That's my highest station See, You know what I'm saying? I read that fact And, and I thought <laughs> Right That's something not to point out Because it's so rubbish No but It's the highest in England 1,000 feet No but it's the highest The highest Like You, you see You watch nature programmes or, or travel programmes And they go to La Paz And in Bolivia or something, and it's 14,000 feet above sea level in the entire city there. And then this boast is... Screw them. It's 1,000 feet. (laughs) It's up a small hill. (laughs) Well, that's what you get in the north of England. Small hills. (laughs) If it was 11,000 feet, that would be a piece. That would be pretty tall, yeah. Anyway, that that crashed and burned. (laughs) I'll hand back to you. The uh, steepest railway in the world in Switzerland has a gradient of 48%. Wow. Yeah. That's quite steep. The yeah. longest stretch of straight railways in Australia, the part without any curves, is 301 miles long. Whoa! That's as far as York to Dundee, and it'll take more than five hours to drive. It's perfectly straight. That's, I've stopped my railway first. Is that where listener, they, the way, they have it? a snooze from that bit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put a brick under the accelerator and off they go. Let's take a kangaroo. Uh, the UK's National Rail Network covers 15,000 kilometres. There are 40,000 bridges and 9,000 level crossings. There you go. The longest station platforms in Gloucester at 600 metres long. Oh dear, I wouldn't fancy that. The heaviest train in the world was a freight train in Australia in 2001. It was four miles long and weighed 95,000 tonnes. That's 27,000 elephants or 2.8 million ten year olds. <laughs> Why did they give you these numbers? <laughs> oh, oh, 2.8 million ten year olds mean nothing to me. Uh, the fastest train in the world is the TGV, which can go at 322 miles an hour. TGV faster than the bullet train. The longest possible journey on the train is the Moscow to Vladivostok Trans-Siberian Express, which is 5,800 miles long. Which fellow beer caster has done. Yes, Andy Van Jester. That one Jester did as well. Uh, Together, independently. Uh, That journey is 10 miles long, 10 times longer. 10 miles longer. (laughs) It's 10 miles longer than Land's End to John the Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Which is 5,847 miles between Land's End and John the Gross. (laughs) Sorry, ten times longer than Land's End's John O'Groats. Uh, the highest railway station in the world is at Condor. Oh, we should have had that. Damn, I could have put that one in when you do it. Yeah, it's slightly better than... So, I uh, bet it's higher than 1,000 feet. <laughs> uh, it's Condor in Bolivia, which is an altitude of 4,800 metres. Which is 12,000 feet. Which is three and a half times higher than Britain's tallest mountain. Doesn't say... It's over 12,000 feet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a bit higher than Dent Station. Yeah, four thousand eight hundred metres. That's a rubbish fact. Yeah, it's that's it's such a rubbish fact. The largest station in the world is Grand Central Station in New York, which has forty-four platforms. Wow. The longest railway tunnel in Great Britain is the Seven Tunnel, which is four miles long and would take you two hours to walk. These are pretty good facts. They are pretty good facts. Four miles. Yeah, yeah. take two hours to walk four miles. Seventy mm. percent of UK train journeys start or finish in London. 
at three hours uh, after they were supposed to. <laughs> yeah, at the wrong time. <laughs> 3.24 million people use trains every day in Britain, making it one of the busiest railways in Europe. And my own personal favourite, the longest seat in the world is at Scarborough Station. Well, the longest station seat is at Scarborough Station. It's 139 metres long. It's pretty long. That's a long seat. Anyway, that was my train facts. Thank you. A what? A long seat? Yeah, the longest station seat. Like a bench. A bench. Yeah, but why? Why not? Well, you've got a lot of people in Scarborough sitting down on it. Been. I've been to Scarborough Station, but I don't recall seeing 130 well, metres. Well, that was long. a waste of time, wasn't it? Mm. You shouldn't have built it, unless you put a big sign saying, world's longest seat. The highest station in the UK is Dent Station, which is 11,000 <laughs> metres high. 11,000 metres. Three times higher than Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> If only that were true. If only it were true. Yeah. Good old Dent. Anyway, uh, Dent Porter, Mr. B, go. It is quite tasty, but there's a little so there's something missing that I haven't quite placed yet. That makes it a Ooh, great porter. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of porters. Um, you do, but... Oh, no, I'm a big fan of porters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give you that. It's fine. Don't get angry. <laughs> Don't rile them up. Yeah, yeah no, no, don't get me What that is, is it's, it's really, really coffee bitter at the beginning, which is great. And then the taste goes very quickly because it's only 3.8%. So there's no alcohol warmth coming in at the end, yeah. but there are the strong importance. And then afterwards, you've got this kind of hollow, bitter kind of coffee aftertaste. Yeah, I'm still tasting it quite a long time after. Which is very strong for such a, a weak, relatively weak beer. That's, that's really interesting. It's really coffee mm, yeah. which I'm not sure I approve of that much you, you think if they put some alcohol in this they made it 6% and had the alcohol in between the two bitter peaks that would be amazing yeah or even a little bit of sweetness in the background yeah I prefer my porters that kind of say they're bitter yeah, or me, yeah absolutely like a or dark island is yeah. well, although mm. I don't call that porter but um, this it's is very a, coffee. a dark classic English porter with delicate tones of five different malts a rich smooth head Mm. Not out of the bottle. And a lingering light bitter aftertaste. It's, it's not, lingering, but it's not light. I wouldn't say light, no. Oh. I like it a lot. It's yeah, it's really good, isn't it? It's, it's a quaffable porter. Yes. Although I'm, I remember saying that before. Yes. For a beer, and I don't know what it was. I forget, we've had so many now, I forget which one it was, but yeah. Not like Victory uh, Storm King porter. Mm. Stay tuned for that, folks. <laughs> the next beer cast we're doing is the Mr. B special. I couldn't get it. Oh, you couldn't get it? No. That's the one we had in... I found one oh, in Brown House. Yeah, that was destroyed strong. your brains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I right, couldn't yes. find it. We are having a, a porter. The uh, victory, it tasted like blue cheese, didn't it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but yes, that kind of... <laughs> a little sip is all you need to go. <laughs> How strong was it? Like, too strong yeah it was 10% or yeah, you drank a whole bottle of it didn't you yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you can't get it yeah. and I, I saw one the last one yeah. I had to, to bear I was a with house you go in <laughs> you drink far too much alcohol. oh god yes, I went there the other time we went to um, I may have told you this but we went to a Japanese place for, for dinner and got a pint first in the pub but got a pint of bitter and twisted which was really nice came in like a dimpled mug mm. that's cool that was in Greyfriars uh, Bobby and then we went to Tang's just down the road, but they were renovating, so we had to wait. But anyway, we had two bottles of Asahi, and I ordered some sake because my girlfriend and I tried it before, and she hated it. So I had a whole thing of sake on my own, uh, which was nice. 
And then because the food was late, because of the restoration, they gave us a free thing of plum wine, which was really good. And then we went to Brow House and I had two Imperial Snouts. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got home and threw up. <laughs> I have heard this Classic. Classic. Oh, yeah. Don't mix your drinks, kids. <laughs> Quite a night out with the missus. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be mixing plum wine and Imperial Snout <laughs> with English bitter and sake. It's not but a good you, you should be throwing up at 33 years. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? Oh, my goodness. Happy days. Anyway, I like this. Uh, you're right. I think it, it could would benefit with a little bit something else in there, but... I don't begrudge them for not no, including no, it. No, no, I like it. So three point eight. This is a classic. It's session. the best one of the night. Yeah, which is really nice. Unfortunately, it's a limited edition too. It's a shame, but um, this is practically the only beer they do, which don't have it doesn't have a sheep on the front. All, all the <laughs> beers are sheep related. I I wouldn't worry that it's that it's limited edition because it it's not unique. No, I've had beer like this of similar style mm-hmm. that is just as good just nice pleasing to try something from another brewer but doing the same right. thing I, I can't remember the one we had but you're right there was a porter we had like this that, that was like this um, there was a porter that we had you weren't in that one but we had one from Whitwar uh, when Tom was around uh, Whitwar Mr. Perrett's something or other and that, that tasted a bit like this you remember that well, I remember that because yeah. photographic that was, was a long time ago I was there that night yeah I don't recall that <laughs> <laughs> We have had, I don't know how many beers, we're nice. 150. Yeah, um, I liked it. But yeah, we're going to have to do something for our 50th episode. We'll do like a, you've got a very creaky chair there. Uh, yeah, sorry, I apologize for that. <laughs> That's right. We're going to have to put something together for our 50th podcast, like a... We should do 50 beers. <laughs> <laughs> and the same, yeah, yes. 50 beer podcast. 50 beer and podcast. Like a 24-hour <laughs> marathon special. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll all have to take it in turns. It's like when Jackass took over MTV for 24 hours. Oh, that's amazing. We'll just do that. That's like 12 beers each. Sorry. Yeah, we'll start off with like Furstenberg Fry and 0% and work up to kind of 40%. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tactical. We have to go- sink the Bismarck. Yeah. Well, we can go through. back to all the beers we've done. And redo them. Mm. I did think about having like a, you know, in the Olympics where they have the rowers and there's, they always have a heat at the end for the ones who come second, like a second chance. I always thought we should maybe do some of the beers that didn't score quite as well, that, that are good. Like the Liam Tremendous we had, Dark Island we had, uh, Shimei Red we had, none of them did very well. Dark Island didn't do well. No, it wasn't. Travesty. Yeah. It wasn't Green Bottle. That's yes, I suppose that's yeah, it's not quite easy. Yeah. But then a lot of those we had at the beginning of our beer adventures when we when our palates weren't as trained as they are now, honed. <laughs> I mean, doesn't. That's why we love you, though, Mister B. Right, uh, that's Dent Station Porter, or it's just called Dent Porter. Uh, it's Dent Station Porter on the back. Oh, it does. That's right. That's where I get that from. Oh, here's some more interesting things. Look, ah. the downhill stroll to the village is rewarded by a visit to the brewery. How <laughs> oh, is that interesting? Downhill from the 11,000 yeah. metre station. It basically yeah. just says, have a stroll to the village, drink some of our beer, and then walk back. You're right. Sounds like a good day out. Yeah. We're in Dent. Uh, it's in Dentdale, which is in the Dales, not the Walls. God. Four miles, but an 11,000 foot drop. Is, uh, <laughs> you, could, you could kind of have to do it. Yeah. Cable car or something. Yeah. Death zip wire. Okay, so that's Dent Station Porter. Mr. B, score out of 10, please. I... Me think that I will change my amber ale to seven and a half because okay. I think that's better, but it's not better than an eight, so that should be an eight. Okay, because it's very, very good. I need to try and get consistent with my scoring. 
Yeah, it's difficult actually. I agree. Uh, I don't really like this as much as you guys actually. Mm. Six. Why is that? Um, I'm not a massive porter fan. It's just a massive coffee hit mm-hmm. without much behind it. I just find vaguely unpleasant. Mm. Although it's mellowing out after I have more of it. Yeah, it does. I must say. It's not, um, not like the um, the coffee-infused Imperial Stout that Craig brought back from Montreal. <laughs> that which, was a massive coffee. <laughs> which didn't yeah, go away. It was terrifying. For days. Yeah, it was terrifying. Um, uh, yeah, it's just it's not my style of beer okay. in particular. Yeah, no problem. I'd say if I'm marking that one down at seven and a half, I might just go through all the beers I've ever reviewed and reassess those. <laughs> reassess all of them. I'll just do it now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give that an eight as well because it's, it's very, very good. Um, it's very well balanced, I think, for a porter, even though there's very little uh, leeway with the, the limited amount of alcohol they've got. They've, they've pulled it off really well, and that's, that's very pleasant. I'm going to give that eight too. Yeah. Uh, so that was Den Station Porter. Thank you for listening to our Railway Special Beercast. Uh, one of the most, uh, well, loosely themed. Please don't advertise it as a railway themed. Well, I'm going to. Why not? Why? Don't know, a bit like, like crap. <laughs> it's fair enough. Better, better than my theme of let's see what I can find in the shop. Mm. And Mr. B's Hopcast. Yeah, 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 Hopcast. I've got all my, my bitches to worry about. They're going to be listening to this theme talking about trains and stuff. Yeah, well, quite well. What should we call it then? How can we how can we sell it if not calling about trains? Even though we have four train related beers and we've had done nothing but talk about railways and railway facts. The super cool beer cast that doesn't talk about trains. <laughs> okay, that'll be false advertising. Be, okay, the SBPTPTT. Yes, sounds like a train company. Anyway, the winner of that one was that one. That one that got twenty three out of thirty. Dance Station Porter is the winner. Only just it got one more mark than the A four Amber. Yeah, mm, I could see A four Amber must have. Yeah, which got two more marks than the Locomotion. Yeah, which got a lot more marks than the, <laughs> the, the poor old Richmond Station Ale, which came. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a few weeks, two or three weeks or so, with our forty ninth podcast, which we turn the reins over to our gentleman over there. No, we don't. I just bring beer. Well, no, he just no, brings no, beer, no. basically, yeah. And It'll uh, be the most hoptastic, hop cast I've ever hopped. I, I, gave, <laughs> I gave Craig the brief to go out and find four or five beers. He found five, obviously. Uh, <laughs> that were different, hoppy, and interesting. And you can look forward to that next time. Anyway, in the meantime, you can come to our blog, which is thebeercast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at thebeercast. Uh, you can email us, thebeercast.googlemail.com. Uh, and we're on Facebook too, friends of the Beercast. Thank you to Mr. B and Groom. Yep, thank you. My name's Richard. The train is pulling out of the station. All aboard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 That's amazing. That was good. Oh, That's, really nice. <laughs> That's a link. Going to be sick. <laughs>